You're listening to another episode of A Lady and Some Dudes Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of A Lady and Some Dudes Podcast. Happy to be here. Happy to be back. We're going to start off with our grateful moment. We're going to start with Evan this morning. Evan, what are you grateful for? I'm grateful this morning because it is the end of um, a long season today. We are finishing up our Abbasso season with the young people. So happy to have that over and excited to see them compete for the title this weekend. Oh, that's awesome. Congratulations to the young people. Definitely. Phil, what are you grateful for this week? Hey, good morning, everyone. Good day. And good evening, our fans all over the place. Um, our top listeners are from Charlotte. Oh, wow. We're Charlotte, I think New York, and Petersburg. So I want to shout you all out. Um, I'm grateful that, well, I would have been grateful if the 49ers lost, but they won. And um, again, Aaron Rodgers failed me. So I'm not grateful for that. I'm just grateful for my family, my kids, okay, and that the Giants finally got a GM. Go Giants, and um, hopefully get a good coach, and we start this trend. So I'm grateful for that. What's the name of your new GM? I- I'll let you know later. <laughs> Sad. I look, I'm not going to lie. I don't know anything about him either, so I'm not going to hold anybody this morning. Alan, what are you grateful for this week? I am grateful for my Charlotte Hornets. They did not embarrass us on national tv this week beating the celtics the way that they did and so i'm grateful for that because every time we end up on national tv we do not perform outside of nba tvs but i am grateful that we're actually on a nice little a little trend of winning we haven't lost in a little while in about a week so i'm i'm feeling pretty good about that so Mm -hmm. that's what i'm grateful for Yes, you you guys, I think, won, like, the last three games or something. So that is, like, winning the championship in Charlotte because, you know, that's Ooh, there's nothing we, else to really look we've, forward to. We've, we've huh? won. We've, we've only lost, like, maybe, like, one game in, like, the last two weeks. Let's not do that here. Let's no, it's true. Here. It's I mean, it's, it's true. Y'all are doing good, like, standing firm in seventh place. I feel like that's that's great for Charlotte. Um, Hey, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I just, you know, I live it. We live in Charlotte, so we just like to throw jabs at at the hometown. But good, good job to the Hornets. Um, I am grateful for. Look, I wasn't here last week, so my grateful moment is a bit delayed. I am grateful that the Cowboys are out of the playoffs. I don't care if it's a week later. I hate the Cowboys. So shout out to the 49ers for getting the job done. Also, shout out to their defense, which will do any and everything to make sure that Jimmy G does not lose, even though he tries his very best to lose the game. So shout out to that defense. Um, And yeah, I'm just grateful for non-Cowboy playoffs. 
let us jump right into our show and we are going to start in Washington. Um, the Washington Wizards, we don't really get much of a chance to talk about them because they're generally um, not really relevant. Um, sorry to say that, but it is what it is. So Bradley Beal um, is his contract is coming up and he can sign a contract extension he can choose to leave and based on the information we have he has decided not to sign a contract extension with the Wizards. Um, let me make clear he will have a later opportunity if he chooses to to sign a contract extension. I believe he has like a standing offer of a hundred and 80 million ish in that range for I believe four years um, if I'm not mistaken four or five years um, but if he waits until the summer that can go all the way up to I think 243 million dollars so um, I want to get the guys perspectives on what do you think about Bradley not at this point not agreeing to sign a contract extension should the Wizards be worried? Do you think Bradley is holding out for more money in the summer? Uh, what do you make of all of this? So what I would say is, I think Bradley's making what any smart individual in the NBA does. You got to make the team pay. You know, he's gotten, he did the, the team for the extension on, on the go, on the first go. Um, but now he, he wants his money, he wants that max. Um, but secondly, I think it's wise, and this comes from LeBron's playbook, uh, it's wise to keep the franchise on their toes to make sure that they understand that you want to build a legacy and you want to be able to win. Thus far in, in Bradley Bill's career, he started off as a, as a Robin to a Batman. He's become the Batman, but he's yet to have a team fully built around him that can contend for a championship. Uh, so he knows and he understands that he needs um, to build his legacy. Uh, and so I think he's doing the right thing. He's doing what I would I would do if I had that level of skill. And uh, he's doing what I would tell any young black man to do uh, who is uh, in line to make a lot of money, uh, but also trying to build his legacy. And so um, it's going to be exciting because I Definitely think he's going to listen to suitors across the league during free agency. And so uh, he's doing the right thing because the Wizards, as as our host so eloquently, eloquently said, have not been relevant for, for often. Barely, Bill. You're coming to the Knicks. Don't go to the 76s. Freedom rings. Freedom rings. Listen, it doesn't matter whether he's signed or not. It doesn't matter whether he gets the money or not. In this day and age in the NBA, Players hold the team ransom about time. If a player don't want to be there, he has every right to leave. So, Bradley Bill, you work to the advantage. Yes, you're signed, you get more money, but forget that. Listen, you go somewhere where you'll be noticed and recognized for your hard work. The Wizards, they're not going to do anything. They, it's, they don't have the right pieces. They don't have the right person in charge. Come to New York. New York will make you a star, preferably, preferably the Knicks. You become a Knicks player, all you have to do is get to the second round, and you're a legend, food for free, infamous. After your retirement, you get great jobs. Look at uh, Michael Strahan and, and Tuck. They, they, 
Justin Tuck, he's literally a CEO for a a a a, a, a um financial financial company. I think Morgan Stanley. He's a CEO of a, a branch. Listen, you play for a New York team. Your life is set. You're set for life. Leave. Oh, that, that is that what they tell Charles Oakley? What about what about when they when they when they pat my, down my man Patrick Ewing? Yeah, Patrick Ewing is a head coach of Georgetown. Oh, but he but he's a Nick forever. He's a Nick forever. We love he, him. We respect him. The no, owner no, is just no, mad no, he didn't no, come no, back no, in no, championships. No, no. Listen, Bradley Bill, Bradley, don't listen to Bradley, don't listen to the don't listen to the losing 76ers. They only just won a championship. <laughs> listen, Bradley Bill, smart business decision. Not to worry about, but you make sure you make sure you get your butt out of there, or you're gonna do this, you're gonna have a biggest regret. Remember what Kevin Garnett said? He wished he left Minnesota sooner. Right? You don't have the same regret. You're not winning a championship in, in, in DC. You're not going to. You, you don't have anyone next to you. You don't have a Greek freak. You don't have uh, Kevin Durant, big toe is not going to help you. Leave. Come to New York, preferably, or leave for a big market. Get your money. The owners getting their money, get your money. Get your money and in the market you want to go uh, uh, go to and have opportunity to win a championship. Not playing, but championship. That's New York, baby. Well, Phil, guess what? Not everyone who goes to the NBA wants to win a championship. Some people want to be in the NBA to get paid. Now, when you said we, I don't know who we is on the Knicks. Um, maybe not the guy in charge, but uh, yeah. But anywho, um, I think Bradley Bill is going to do the right thing. I mean, the the most important thing is a player and his his financial security i mean if the the one problem with small markets and although i highly doubt it's going to happen because the wizards are in the ninth seed and the only way that well matter of fact hold on was bradley bill all nba last year I don't remember. I feel like he 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 had to be, or he might have been. If he was all NBA last year, it's a smooth chance that he, I don't think he would get all 242, but I feel like he's at least going to be able to get over 200. So I think what he's really is trying to play out the rest of the season. Um, at this point, we're already pretty much at the midpoint of the season. Uh, and if something happens to the Wizards, to where they just take off and are at least a top five seed, which is going to be hard just based on what the rest of these, the rest of the standings look like. Alan, you're right. He made all NBA 13. Julius Randle made second team. Go ahead. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. So he's definitely eligible for that, for that, uh, that super max, but I think it's going to be hard for him to be able to get it. It's, it's going to be like another Kemba situation, but Bradley Bill is probably going to do everything to stay in Washington. I mean, there's only a few who are actually willing to stay in small markets, and he's just one of those guys. So he's going to do whatever means to try to stay and then hopefully have – he should have some say in what happens within the organization because he's the top guy. So we're going to go ahead and see what he has.
moving forward. And I think I'll just echo the sentiments that have been shared. I feel like Bill is in a position of leverage. I never feel sorry when organizations, you know, are concerned or feel that they're going to lose, you know, their best player or a potential franchise player. Um, he is doing exactly what needs to be done. If, if I was him, I would hold out, realistically evaluate, you know, until the end of the season, whether or not a future is likely with Washington and whether or not he can ultimately win because that is the goal. That is the goal. No one wants to retire. Um, you know, being a great player is what he will be, but without contending or, or potentially winning. So I'm with it. And even if he leaves them high and dry for a better situation at the end of the season, I fully support that too. Um, so yeah, as was said, black man, get your money. Cause when these organizations get theirs, they don't care about anyone else. All right. Um, let's transition over into LA. I feel like LA has been a, a topic on the podcast quite a bit this season cause they are a dumpster fire. Um, we all know what's happening. They're underperforming. They are not even meeting baseline expectations for regular teams. Furthermore, um, the Lakers themselves. And the question becomes, are we, and not we as in the team, are people shifting the blame away from the players and what the real issues are and using um, Frank Vogel, the head coach, as a scapegoat, um, can he legitimately be blamed for the Lakers imploding? Um, what do you guys think? Is he just a scapegoat at this point, or should he take, um, you know, the head share of responsibility for what's happening? He doesn't have a good roster. I mean, he has good players on his roster but he doesn't have a good, well-constructed roster. The, the team doesn't have a real, like, offensive identity. Uh, and plus, he's had AD out for a while, which is prone to happen with, with Anthony Davis. Um, and Russell Westbrook is really like, yeah, you watch him shoot, and it's like, wow, he's really hitting the backboard. The top of the backboard. Um, so... You know, it's sure. Yes, Frank Vogel's being scapegoated, but it's kind of like one of the situations. Whenever LeBron's not doing well, it's always everyone else's fault besides LeBron. Now, at, granted, LeBron's play isn't hurting the team, but we all believe that LeBron was instrumental in, in assembling that roster, and the roster he assembled just doesn't fit. I really hope that the Lakers have a fire sale because they have good pieces. I mean, the Lakers have good pieces that can fit on some good teams. They just don't belong on the Lakers because the Lakers roster is not well constructed. If you construct a team well, and it's like I said, they didn't need to panic last season. They were still one of the top teams until injury, injury bug hit them. They should have, you know, reassembled a little bit, but they did a whole fire, fire sale, changed everything, and I think that was to the detriment. At the end of the day, Frank Vogel is still a championship coach for this roster, uh, and he deserves um, respect. As my man Doc Rivers said, you wouldn't you wouldn't ask Doc you wouldn't ask Pop these questions. They don't you shouldn't ask questions about Frank Vogel right now if he won a championship. 
hilarious. The person really to blame is LeBron James and Palenka. They are the GMs of this team. They constructed this team. So they need to figure it out. I'm not too worried because the history of Westbrook is that they he start off really slow. Literally takes him half a season and then he wraps it up. I believe then the the Lakers will make one trade to get a, a better shooter, uh, a consistent shooter. And we haven't seen none yet. None. None play. So and AD is out. AD is out. So Frank Vogel is doing the best he can based upon this um, elderly team. And I don't, I'm not going to count them out. They'll be fine. They're still in the seventh seed as of now. <laughs> we to- <laughs> Yo, guys, you used to see the chat. Evan's trying to roast me. <laughs> because we're, we're holding you accountable for what you said. I'm about to say, Phil, we are not going to do this. Just take your L and go. This season, this season is not over yet. We said the same thing. Viewers, go back to episodes, the early episodes, like the mid-60s, 70s, right? Right after the bubble, right? And even last season when the Wizards looked like they were about to die. And what happened? I said it. Westbrook does not miss the playoff, right? They're going to make the playoff. Right now, they're seventh seed. I think they only... Uh, a game behind to be a six seed, two, two, three games being six seed, 13 games to be number one. But that's besides the point. Westbrook is going to get it together. You, show, you saw him in highlight talking to Shaq at the Orlando game, and Shaq was giving some pointers. He, they, they're going to be fine. I don't know if they're going to win a championship, but I believe they're going to make the playoffs. They're not. They go, right. They, like, you don't know. Playoffs, I mean, we, we believe they'll make the playoffs, or at least they'll at least be in the play in, but we believe they'll make the playoffs. They would make the argument playoff. at the beginning of the season was were they a championship contender? And we all exactly. said no. That said was the yes. topic, not whether <laughs> they're gonna make the playoffs. So let's be clear. See, see how audience they fight me down. They won't allow, allow me to finish my explanation. <laughs> you can't handle finish. the truth, Phil. They will allow me to finish my soliloquy. This is the point that matter. They're fine. There's it would be one thing if there was 11, 12. They're fine. They're going to make the playoff. They're going to make a run for a championship. They have plenty of time. They have a February deadline for trades. And we've seen LeBron get upset last time and change his whole team and made the finals during the midseason. And that his boy Dwayne Wade was a casualty of that cut. So I'm not worried. I believe in the Lakers. Not actually, I believe in GM LeBron. <laughs> and I know Westbrook will put it together. So. Vogel is not the um, problem because he's only working what he has. He does, he does not have AD on the floor. AD is supposed to be back this weekend, hopefully Monday. He works his way into shape, and they have plenty of time to, to, to catch the sixth or even the fifth seed. They need to be the fifth seed to, 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 to really scave off the, um, you know, the top contender. Fourth, I don't think they'll make the fourth, but I think they'll make at least the fifth seed. That's why I believe in LeBron. They'll fool me. They'll, they'll fill me, LeBron. Anyways, everyone that's above the Lakers right now are a better basketball team. It's a better basketball team than them. So we can just start right there as a symbol. Now, Frank Goat. Well, I said Frank Goat. Anyway, probably because I had a I had a uh the Nuggets are better and the Mavericks are better. Uh they're All beating right, better teams. They're not better. But go ahead. I apologize. As, as, as constructed, they are they are a better team because here's here's one thing, right? We you always say that Westbrook makes the playoffs. 
yeah, to get bounced out in the first round. <laughs> I mean, I mean, he's in La La, but their their expectations are championships. But back to Frank Vogel. Um, obviously he is being scapegoated. I mean, when you think about these type of pieces that they have, the the main problem is this: you have all these these guys who are older than me, and I'm 30, and <laughs> They look like they use Bengay after games. So you have certain players to where, for one, they're not locked in. Number two, they they don't play with a sense of urgency. They really don't. Then I don't think really shooting is much of an issue. I just think it's more of a hard time for when you have players like Russell Westbrook um his style just doesn't work and then when you have it to where he's like oh I'm not worried about um if we don't win a championship x y and z and I'm just like dude that's 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 not what Los Angeles is about Los Angeles doesn't have time for growing pains they've already experienced their little brief period of growing pains right after Kobe they're ready to win now so I just think as Evan said, and every, and probably Dion's going to say as well, the fit is bad. They'll be in the first round, but we're not expecting much. And they were still bad when AD was playing. And guess what? They're still going to be exactly where they are. I mean, I don't see them. If they get to the 6C, fine. But at the end of the day, the roster construction, construction isn't that good enough for you to win a championship. And even getting a shooter won't help. You need a legitimate point guard. But at this point, you've got to put LeBron back on the ball and take Westbrook off. That's the problem. Agree, agree. Um, and, I mean, I agree completely. I don't really need to add just about this Frank Vogel situation. I kind of think you just have to expect it. You're the head coach of a team that is not meeting expectations like grossly underachieving right so you have to expect that you would take the pressure of that just like how when they won two years ago you were sitting on top of the world as the head coach that um you know led the lakers to another championship so i feel like it's just the name of the game he should have expected it and it is what it is. I don't feel sorry for him. Like, who cares? I just like, want to say one thing. Uh-huh. Shout out to Malik Monk because he's the only reason I actually watch the Lakers games because he's hooping. <laughs> right. And you know what? Talk, like, talk about, I think Alan mentioned, oh, no, um, Evan mentioned how bad Westbrook is this year. He is terrible. I mean, they have like clips and clips of highlights, his shooting. So Phil, like you just insist that Westbrook is just going to turn into this playoff caliber player. When is it going to happen? Because I don't see it. Wait, is Westbrook even making the all-star game? You should probably start with that. Is Absolutely. Westbrook making no, the all-star no. game? No, he's okay. not. That's a, that run is over. <laughs> That run is over. Well, his shooting is. I just think they take the all these clips are the worst. Every NBA player has a bad moment. 
and Westbrook has whoa stop, stop. separation. So they played about no forty. One, no they played about hits. forty games. So forty games. You take every moment of forty games, which is over a hundred hours. You'll find bad moments. Yes, no, he shot off the no backboard. Yes, bro. Westbrook kicks hits the top of the backboard when he tries to make a shot at least once a game. Exactly. Once a game, like it's bad. I think he goes so fast, and then he's not getting used. No, to he sizes up and pulls up, man. You can't defend <laughs> that. Just, just hold that L. It's okay. Come Phil. on, man. Come on, Westbrook. I, I am going based upon your record. I apologize for cutting you off the end, but I'm going based upon your record. I, I'm not worried about the first half. It's your second half. They're already starting the second half, dude. There's not that many like, left. The second half is officially after the All-Star game. Right. Dude, they're like 23 and 23. That's 46 games. Exactly. That's the halfway point. The official halfway point is always after the All-Star game. The, the Right. Comes. After the All-Star game that Westbrook is not even getting consideration <laughs> for. You know, and while we're on Westbrook, one last point. Did we as a podcast, like, you know, acknowledge how right KD was for leaving him high and dry in OKC. Can the world now acknowledge, right? Everyone was so mad at KD. And we... It's not that people are mad that he left. They're mad at how he left. Like meaning going to Golden State? Going to Golden State, but also telling his team I ain't going nowhere. And it's like, I'm out. <laughs> but... <anyway. laughs> But but look 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 is is that too much different than Bradley Beal who probably is gonna leave the Wizards and this dude when he got on Washington he was like I'm gonna die in a Wizards jersey I'm gonna retire you know players say things in moments no, of but emotion they say things in the media we're talking about he said to his teammates <laughs> I go to work guys I'm here I'm out you want to know what I really believe though. I really believe like once once Serge Ibaka got traded to who it was, I think it was like Orlando. I said, oh, yeah, KD about to leave <laughs> for real, for real. Once that happened, because they were, I was like, he don't have no shot blocker. He ain't got nothing. So I was like, he about to be out. But, you know, I kind of feel and you guys are right, but I kind of feel like the Westbrook camp demon try to demonize and and act like kd was the problem and we have seen westbrook go to a few teams and do what he do best which is not lead them to win anything he's a chuck everyone was on this westbrook westbrook train when he averaged a triple double he did all that to continue to take l after l after l i am so tired of him and so I am very happy that the world is seeing in HD because he's a Laker, what this man is really made of and what he has been made of and what I've been arguing publicly for years. He is overrated trash, period. I don't care how many triple doubles he has. And I don't care if he never wants to come on this show, it don't bother me, you know? Anyway, uh, shout out to KD, though. Y'all know I had to mention him at least, you know, one time in this show. At least one time. Deion's love affair with KD is about as bad as Phil's love affair with the, the Knicks. Because <laughs> 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 finds way in any conversation. <laughs> exactly. 
Because like stop hating. Like stop a, hating. A show cannot go and me not mention my favorite player. All right. Uh let's transition on. You know, we're talking about Westbrook and, and how um low of a caliber player I think he is. Let's talk about T Mac, who I always felt if he had the chance at a full career, he would have been, I mean, just crazy, crazy. So he made a um, comment this week that um, if when he was playing, if he had the right pieces, um, he would have won a championship. Guys, well, I'm not even gonna insert anything about what I think. What do you guys think about that statement? Um, and do you guys think um, even with his time on the Raptors, was that like his best opportunity to win? Or is he right? Like he just didn't have the pieces at any point along the way. So, I mean, Winning a championship is a hard thing, right? So to say that definitively, I mean, I couldn't agree. Uh, did he have the right pieces? You know, I thought they had a good Rockets team. They were typically, were they like a four or five seed typically? And one year they went on that 21 game winning streak. Um, I think that... Um, on the Magic, he never really had a championship roster. I think in Houston, they, they gave him a shot. Uh, the West is a hard conference. Um, but to say definitively that he would win a championship, I mean, that's a hard, hard feat. I mean, you have guys like Patrick Ewan, who had great teams, but they fell short. But it's not, it's not, it's not, it has nothing to do with the player's ability. Ewing was who he was. It, it just boiled down to they had to face Michael Jordan, the chip forward they made. They had to deal with Shaquille O'Neal. Um, had to deal with Akeem Olajuwon. Great teams go up against great teams in the championship. Um, then you have uh, guys like Charles Barkley. You know, he had his finals run, came up against Michael Jordan. So to say definitively that they would have won a championship, I think is, is definitely a mistake. Um, I think that T Mac deserves his roses. I don't think, you know, barring injury, he would have won a championship. I think it's just, it just was not, if he was born in this era, maybe, but in that past era, there was so much talent out west. You had to come out. I mean, you have to be better than the Spurs and be better than the Lakers. And that's a hard thing. If you're out east, if you're out east, he probably could have done something, but when he went west, that, he, he kind of put the nail in his coffin. So I think he had I think he had some pretty good teams. Did he have the best rosters? No. Um, but with a, it it's tough. It's tough. I totally disagree. And and I think he had the opportunity. So I'm not gonna go through the whole litany. I'm just gonna go through the champions. Right and championship. So this is the the starting point. McGrady started in 1998. Right, I'm not going to talk about those years. I'm going to and 98. He was with the Toronto's from 90 from 97 to 2000 and to 2000. He was with Toronto. 
Orlando, I'm going to wipe the Orlando years. That's when him and Grant Hill were supposed to play together, and Grant Hill got hurt. Even though in 2000 and 2002-2003 season, he averaged 20, 32 points a game. I'm going to scratch that out. I'm going to scratch from Toronto. They were young. Yes, Vince Carr, they had a great team, but they were young. But those during the Bulls era. That team was right? old, bro. Who? That Raptors team was old. That was when Del Curry yeah. and all of them was still on the squad. <laughs> right. But, but you know who was the championship that year? I'm not going to give it that. That was the Bulls year. The Bulls, the Bulls won 97 exactly. and 98, right? So I'm not going to give them that. You know what year I'm looking at? I'm not even Orlando, Orlando years. I'm looking at the Houston from 2005. Okay, 2005. I'm not going to here's, – here's the – um, I'm doing a comp. 2005 championship was San Antonio and Detroit, right? That was San Antonio and Detroit. That was that year. And San Antonio won their championship there, Right? Miami and Dallas, Dallas, 2005, 2006, and 2007 should have been those, those three years should have been the years that Tracy McGrady should have won a championship. Who was on his team, right? Let's see. Outside of y'all, tell me who else. Remember, those teams, they only had two, every team that era only had two players, two championship players. It wasn't three. It wasn't a three-headed. It wasn't. Um, I'm not monster. talking about, I'm not talking about like all-stars. I'm talking about quality role players. So Bonzi Wells, not quality role player? Bonzi Wells was coming to, closer to the end of his career by that time. No, he it wasn't. wasn't. Same, he was actually, he was, in, he he was actually the same in his prime. Bonzi from Portland. He wasn't that same Bonzi. He got, he was. But Bonzi, I'm saying Bonzi, Matumbo was he's not score, he's just a shot blocker, right? Coming off the bench, he was old, yes. Yeah, Keep going. Uh, 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 skip to Malu, Derek Anderson, John Barry, right? Rick Brunson was to tell end his career, Chuck Hayes, and Juwan Howard, those were quality bench role players, right? And, um, Wait a minute. Uh, the France was averaging 14. <laughs> huh? What happened? I said Juwan was in the league for how long at that time? Um, that was, that was his already, 11th that's year. Already over a decade. But but five years later, he won. He won with Miami. Yeah, LeBron James play? was there, how but he, he, he didn't still play. he didn't play. <laughs> Where? But he was there. He won. He won what with Miami. You see, you're, making you my, you're making my point, Phil. Right. He's averaging. Okay, you know he was averaging that year, 2006, 2007. You know right. how much he was averaging. He was averaging in 2005, he was averaging nine points. 2006 season, five, six season, he was averaging 11 points. And Orlando, he was averaging 17. So those are good points, good points. That's the points he was averaging. And he was averaging six rebounds, right? And he was averaging about 0.6 steals. He was an active player. He was not a role sitting there on the bench. He was active. He was contributing. And he was averaging about 31, 36 minutes. He was a, a contributed player. He was there. He was doing something. He wasn't just sitting there collecting dust. Yao Ming, all right? Yao Ming, of course, always got, got hurt in the playoffs, like right no. before the playoffs. You know, those Yang. big those big fellas always get, what? Well, what is it? It's like some type of foot injury. Foot plantar arches. Yeah, it always I think he broke a bone. I don't think he had fascia and he kept breaking bones in, but that's why he retired. Oh, my goodness. But this season, but this season he actually completed, I think he completed, Um, I think he actually played, 2000. Yep, he played 48 games in 2000, 57 games in um in 2006, 
48 games in 2007. 2005, he played 80 games, but they were trash. They didn't they didn't make it to any playoff see, or anything. See, when this is this is how I think. I'm not worrying about the regular season. I'm worrying about the playoffs. The playoffs is when you generally play the better teams, right? So as I look, as I look through the roster, Skip to mm-hmm. Malu, he he really wasn't hitting like that. Like he was hitting like that when he was in Toronto, but he was really averaging like 14, that 12, time. and 13 points those three seasons. He was hitting like that, especially when he went to uh, the Magic, and then they ran into that little debacle between him and uh, Jameer Nelson starting because Skip to my got hurt. So- Allen, you're gonna you're gonna he in two thousand and six he played sixty three games, two thousand seven he played eighty two games and he averaged thirteen points. And in two thousand eight, two thousand seven, two thousand eight season, he played seventy four games and averaged thirteen points. Phil, we're talking about and five assists. We're each talking season. about championships. So I'm thinking about playoffs. I'm not so thinking he, about the regular season. The regular season don't win you a championship. Okay, but regular season indicative of what you plan to do in the playoff. Okay, that's not it, always, it, it, that's not always just tell true. me this. Okay, all I'm going to say is this. I'm going to give you the three teams, right, who who was in the championship in the West from 2005 to 2007. San Antonio. San Antonio always has great quality pieces. Miami, who is the winner, and San Antonio. Right? You, you, and, and, and the MVP was Tony Parker, Dwayne Wade, and Tim Duncan. You tell me one of those three seasons that they should they will have not they should have not they couldn't beat the any of these championship teams. But but see you got to go back to the quote. The quote was about if I had the right pieces. Right. That's and uh, that's what I'm focusing on. Like right. you keep so, talking about regular season, but guess what? There's a lot of players who play well in the regular season, but if yeah. look at the playoffs. The playoffs are going to show you who's the ones that aren't afraid of the moment. And I, and I'm telling you if you if you look more into like how players play in the playoffs, that's going to mm-hmm. tell you more about how they actually play when the moment is bright, that they they're not afraid of the light. So that's that's pretty much where I'm at when it comes to it. Now I don't think he had the best the best roster construction, like especially like when you think about San Antonio, San Antonio Dallas. always had the no San Antonio always had the Bruce Bowens of the world. They always had, I think maybe for a year, they even had like Michael Finley. Dallas would have Michael Finley. Not Dallas. Uh, no, Dallas did have Michael Finley, but that might have been a few years before. Um, Dallas had Josh Howard. Like they had an I they had an identity, right? Like you knew who was gonna do what whenever you said their name. I don't think that whole Houston team had that same type of style. Right. Like we knew John Barry was going to be a shooter because of his dad. Right. Mm-hmm. Then you got Juwan. We knew Juwan was going to mid range, can defend X, Y, and Z, but he wasn't going to be exactly like the type of person to dominate a game. He's going to pick his spots. Like even like Skip to my Lou, he's going to get some points here and there, but he's more of a distributor. So. Right. And what, what style of play they played back then? It was still feed it to a big man and Tracy McGrady. What Tracy McGrady is supposed to do and Yao Ming is supposed to do is the other team just keeps it close. And remember, Tracy McGrady scored 13 points in what? 13 33 seconds. seconds. Yeah, I 33 know. seconds. I know, but Tracy McGrady was but he no did slouch. That, he did that with Yao out, though. He didn't do that yeah. with Yao in. 
but still, the Tracy McGrady was one of the top ten in the league, and this is and so I'm saying that I think he's a disrespect for the the players he had with. They were quality players who I don't, I really blame. You know, they didn't gel. Maybe they didn't gel right or so forth. But those players were not slouch. But Tumbo, he was 79, and he still was blocking shots and doing his job. Those players was quality players, and to say they were. And those players, to say the players on my Dallas, Miami, this is young Miami with D Way and Shaq. D, it was only D Way and Shaq. Old. That whole, that right, that's what I'm saying. And they young. still won. And they still won. That's what I'm saying. They still won. It was D Way carrying that team by himself. It was nobody they else. Great. They had they had great other pieces too. But we, Decent pieces, but that was still D Way by himself. So it, Tracy McGrady had they had same James quality Posey. of players. They wouldn't have won that. They wouldn't have won that series without James Posey. Let's stop that mess. But go, but go ahead. Ooh. Who would have we talking about? You don't James know who James Posey? Posey? Yeah, I know James Posey. He played oh, Miami. I know. Right. He you helped, tell me he that Boston win a chip too. He's one of those. Yeah, but do you tell me James guys. Posey and Dwight, uh, Dwight Howard? James Posey would have ate Dwight Howard at that time. I think not. Dwight Howard would have take care of business with him. I'm saying T Mac had a, a small window, right? Small window, and that was 2005 and 2007. And those teams was quality teams. They played together. They had good veterans and contributed. It was not like T Max uh, averaged twenty two points. Everybody averaged one or two. No, there were double figures. Several guys who averaged double figures, and they had a a a, a, a rebounding. Yao Ming, yes, he was his backup was good. Um, but Tumbo, he had the pieces. He had good pieces. They were just not. The reality was they were not good enough to do it. They had the pieces. I'm just going the word wording. <laughs> hey y'all, here it is. He had. He had the pieces. They were just not good enough. He should have said that. My team was not good enough. They had the right pieces. We were not good enough. We did not rise to occasion. We didn't successfully do what we need to do. That's what it was. He can't blame the pieces. With those are good, quality good. NBA players. We weren't That's good enough saying. because, but we had the right pieces. So the pieces weren't of quality in order to succeed. No, nope, they didn't do No, we had an opportunity. We didn't seize the opportunity. And I'm telling you that that frame from 2005 to 2007 was an opportunity. I don't think they would have beat the Lakers, and I don't think they would beat Detroit in 2004. And and prior to his his timeline and his career, where he had, I felt the opportunity was, and they didn't seize it. That's it. The pieces to me that they had put some good quality team, a great coach, who was a hard nosed coach, Jeff Van Gundy, who had them prepared. Rick Adelman was part of their coach too. Was was the coach before? Uh, Jeff Van Gundy, by the way. No, but Van Gundy was the one who was with um, looked like Trace McGrady while he was in Houston. He might have came. You might be right. He might have came one year before. Uh, no, two thousand five was Van Gundy. Yep, Van Gundy. And when he left was um, think. Oh, that's what I'm saying. When he left, it was I think Van Gundy. No, damn. Um, yeah, Rick Allen. When it was fifty fifty three and twenty nine, his last year at Houston, finished second. Yeah, 2008-2009 season. And who won the championship then? Boston and Lakers. They were not <laughs> going to beat them, the Lakers or Boston that year. It was a wrap. I would say, I would say this. Um, T-Mac was a great individual player. But here's something I think about, right? Just in this whole conversation. What is most... The, the worst against his argument the most is the fact that he never went out the first round. Allen Iverson took Phil, Allen, myself, and Dion to the finals. 
And so the fact that he didn't make out the first round to me is an indictment of in of itself. Um, which makes you say, I don't know if he would have won a championship. Great, great player. I mean, he, I'm sure with more help, he could have advanced. But to win a championship, I think is, is overstating and sounds more like a bruised ego where someone says, you weren't that good anyway. Probably, we should probably walk down the street. Someone's like, you weren't that good anyway, T-Mac. And that, that drove him. But I mean, great player, great accolades. Obviously, he was a Hall of Famer. He, he is a Hall of Famer. Um, first ball and all that. He deserves his roses, but let's not lie to ourselves. Playoff success does matter. I agree. And that kind of leads into my point. You know, I really don't like to get caught up in the hypothetical situations. If I had this and if, 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 you know, if, if was a horse, we'll all have a ride. So I don't really get into all of that. Um, Something else he mentioned though, in that interview, which I want, you know, the guys to touch on briefly, he says that the NBA is super obsessed with championships and that everything is measured seemingly, you know, success or a person's career um, is overemphasized just based on championships. And he says it fails to take into account players like himself um, who did not win a chip. Do you think that is a persuasive argument? Do you think we need to stop like just idolizing this concept of every player winning a championship and kind of look into other details to kind of measure success. Well, I mean, championships shape, shape legacy. I, and so what probably what he's saying is he hates how he's not included in these top lists. But at the end of the day, if you're talking about Mount Rushmore's, if you're talking about who's the best player of all time, T-Mac will never enter the chat because he never won a championship. All the guys that are in the top, you, you don't hear Charles Barkley's name. You don't hear Patrick Ewan's name. I mean, you, you barely hear, you don't even hear Hakeem Olajuwon's name. He won, he won too. So championships matter when it comes to the all-time greats. Now, does it matter when it comes down to whether you are a great player or not? No, but it matters when it comes down to the G-O-A-T conversation, the GOAT. I definitely agree. Um, championship is actually the earmark and and solidify uh, record of the standard to be and everything else is below it we can't put you can't just group everyone in the same category how do you separate them right so we can't keep giving participation trophies in this society we want to give thank you for it's it's not helping and t-mac you are a great player you had your opportunity you know you should have beat the um, Dallas Mavericks in the first round in 2004-2005 season. You had a good team. You, had, you won 51 games. You know, you finished third overall, but it didn't happen. So you had your opportunities, and I'm just going to scratch off Orlando. You had the opportunity, but overall, you didn't seize it. You cannot be in the category of LeBron, um, Michael Jordan, Kobe, I hate when they dismiss Kobe, Bill Russell, you know, um, Magic. These guys won the ultimate prize and was crowned the best. 
And you can't enter that conversation because your individual accolades would have worn it, but you was missing that last piece. You cannot be the Green Bay Packers of last night, have 10 plays on the field and say you got robbed. <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't block the field goal and you were one player less. I'm sorry. It, it, that's the way it is. That's the way it is. I said this. I said this a few years ago. Championship matter. Championships matter only to certain tier players. If you are a tier one player, especially in the league, rings matter. Now, if you just a role player, you good. You know what I'm saying? Especially like when you're gifted offensively, rings matter. And we hear Stephen A. say this all the times. Like, there's Hall of Famers, and then there are those above. Those above are those who win the rings. And it's like a special echelon of people who can pretty much, like, they hang out and everything. And I mean, like, it's not that those who didn't win a championship didn't hang out, but it's like, it's a different type of it's a different type of uh, aura that comes to it. It's like, you know how it is in high school. Like there's, there's the jocks, the nerds. And then it's like, there's, that's, that's literally what it is when it comes to rings. So, I mean, ultimately there's always going to be someone who doesn't get a ring because it's hard to win a, it's hard to win a, a ring in the league because it's, it's team effort and everyone has to buy in and you you can't make certain mistakes over and over again, especially like in a seven game series to win a championship. And sometimes luck has to go your way too. So, I mean, at the end of the day, it's always going to be there. It's not the hero all say all your career can be great. Like my favorite player, AI, he didn't win a ring, but guess what? I mean, it's, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Like we knew what he was as a player. So I don't get too caught up in it, but I do understand the different levels that there is to it. And let me add this about AI. AI's contribution was bigger than basketball, too. What he brought to the NBA was bigger than basketball. So we have to acknowledge, even with T-Mac's point, champions are on everything, but what else did T-Mac do? So he's the great. Uh, he's not top 75, unfortunately. Championships matter in that conversation. They robbed him of that, honestly. Yeah, but he's not top 75. I mean, top 75? He's top 75 talent, not top 75 legacy. I agree. And there is a difference, so definitely get that. All right. Um, and so let us transition and, and talk about uh, – probably a non-Hall of Fame player when his career is said and done. Um, Grayson Allen. <sighs> okay, I don't even know where to begin. Um, so <sighs> the Bucks played Chicago last night and Grayson Allen in true fashion um, that we know him to be, you know, had a dirty play flagrant on Caruso and I think ultimately Caruso has a wrist injury and will be out for six weeks six to eight weeks six to eight weeks and the question becomes um you know based on what 
we know about him, um, Grayson Allen and how dirty he is just in general. He is like the perfect of the NBA, right? If he was a black player, would he be more scrutinized for his display and his bad behavior on the court? I say no, because now go ahead, Evan. I'll say, I think to add to it, it's not just this one play. I mean, he, he has, he's been playing like this for years. I mean, you go back to Duke, he got, um, he tried to trip um, uh, Derrick Rose last season. Actually, I think it was this season he tried to trip Derrick Rose this season. He got thrown out of a Grizzlies game after back-to-back flagrant. Who gets back-to-back flagrant fouls? And, and at Duke, he was all crying. And everybody felt bad for him after he uh, had this really, I think he hit really reckless uh, play. I think he he hit a player in the nuts. Um, so, I mean, he's just a dirty guy. He went to Christian High School, though. Anyway, go ahead, Alan. That's usually how that I'm works, dead. though, unfortunately. <laughs> but, you know, he went to he school Lord. and he acts crazy. Uh-huh. Um it would still be the same because he's not a high profile name. Honestly, like, like even like, look, Draymond been kicking people in the nuts that whole playoffs and it, and it took LeBron to get him suspended. I mean, although, but I, I also look at it like this cause I got to look at it more in, in context that when, when you already have a reputation about yourself, everyone already knows. So it's, it's not like it's new to anybody. Like there's certain players out there, like they have like that type of gritty and agitators and everything like that, but they, they still in the league. Maybe they, they don't end up if like a friggin' too. Like, I'm gonna be honest. That Grayson Allen foul looks bad in slow-mo, but in, in real life speed, I don't, I don't think it was as egregious as it looked. Like the fall was hard. The fall was hard, but I don't think it was to the point to where you would legitimately say, "Oh, he was trying to take his body out." It was a right hand on the ball, and then it looked like to him, I'm just assuming Caruso was still going to get the shot up, so he just swiped his arm down. So that's that's just me personally. I mean, I don't care for him because I don't like Duke. But all in all, like I don't think it was as dirty as everyone says. But I do hope Caruso uh, recovers. That is crazy. This dude has a litany of stuff from college. You forget some of the issues in college he had, and 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 then throughout the NBA, any NBA player, any basketball player knows. The best way, you, if you don't want somebody to go out, what you do, you grab them and you wrap them up. You don't swipe on his hand. When you get up that high, any friction could alter your, alter your, alter your, your landing and, or, or your movement in the air. Alan, you get up there and you know. Phil, Phil, so, it, if you look at the angle that he took, there was no way he was grabbing him. So you got to let him go. You, you grab him, he grab him midair, grab him midair. You get him, bro. You that's even worse. Hands. That's even the worse. Went, the dude went Phil, to his hand no, one Phil, time, he missed. No. And Phil, no, if you let's look at the video, dude, let's look at it. This, this, I don't know what, Alan, oh Alan, my goodness, Alan, you're you trying to, you really trying to end. Uh, I'll call him, I'll call him the Karuchi. 
Oh, you trying to end Karuchi's <laughs> career, bro? <laughs> he he bro. need Karunisa, and he don't know how to play basketball. This dude, uh, I this, mean, there's I, no way. Here's 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 the funny there's thing no about way. it though, because it's it's been mentioned how everyone says. I mean, we are talking about Grayson Allen. How people say they want '80s and '90s basketball back, and then now that this has happened, I was like, well, that's a '80s and '90s type of foul. So right, but but we're not in the '80s or '90s. I know, but that's what everyone's <laughs> saying that they want back. Now, not I, that that just, dirty play. I'm, I don't think that was dirty, personally. Like I've seen dirty, that's not exactly dirty. That was a hard foul. Yeah, it was so hard it almost killed the dude. So, anybody, you just go Grace Allen hard foul. Look at that. That look dude. Where, look, how is he grabbing him? How is he? Grabbing he grabbed him? him in his hand. He grabbed no, his hand. No, you're talking about you talking about grab him in the air. Yeah, he is yeah, not Stephen Adams. Stop it. <laughs> he could. He could easily. He we couldn't could, have grabbed him. See if they both would have got hurt. Okay, right here. Oops. Right here. It's sad we get on radio. He's Look at that. Grace Allen jumped in front of him. But how Grace Allen could have grabbed him right there. You're, see, his foot the is thing. on the ground. Here's the problem, Phil. Anyone can do anything when you pause a video. Look, right there. Any These guys, Kelvin knows this. Kelvin knows this as a superior athlete. Athletes know what they do with their body. If he wanted to, he could have put his hand up and grabbed them right there. He was. Full motion, grab him right there and held him. Yes, he's going full speed. Look, he jumped across him. He didn't even jump. He jumped across him. He literally jumped across a front of him. So that is a dirty play. He jumped a front across of him, right? And viewers, I'm teleprompted this for you. Oh, man, I missed that. I went to a totally different video. He jumped across him and, um, and, 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 and literally... Didn't give him an opportunity to do anything. So Grace Allen is behind. Grace Allen jumped across him. You saw that? And grabbed his hand. Put your hand up. Grab his hand. And grab him midair. I'm gonna grab him as he's about to jump. He could grab them. Oh, let him go. He grabbed his hand. He grabbed his hand. You saw that? He grabbed his hand. He didn't swipe. He grabbed his hand and grabbed the other one. We had a better video. You saw that? He grabbed both of his hand. Look at that. Look at that. Grabbed his hand. Phil, and his hand is I, down. He's not Phil, straight up. Phil, I grab people's hands to foul them. Well, I don't grab them, but I swipe. Is that midair? Like that? I, I have, but it's never. Why Why did you do that, Alan? Why did I do that? Yeah, because did you I like didn't the want play? Them to get the shot off. <laughs> you sound so concerned. <laughs> <laughs> why did you do that, Alan? No, I did that so he wouldn't get the shot off. <laughs> what and what else? Mean? Did you know uh, that he's going to fall hurt himself? But, but, Look at that. Look, look at, at that. He grabbed it. Look at that. You saw that? And he oh, swung on him in midair after he swatted him. Look at that. You saw that? Look at that. When you viewers, just the right, Google it. The right arm was unnecessary, but... Thank you. He did... Look at that. I he grabbed know, two hands. The, the right arm is unnecessary, but see, I don't... <laughs> I don't consider that a flagrant too, though. Oh, my goodness. I'm glad to retire playing basketball. That's a, that's a kick. Get out of the league, man. That's a dirty play. So, as we stand, viewers, go online. You will see Grace Allen as Caruso was headed to the basket. Grace Allen went from his front of him, from his right side to his left. To me, he's an athlete and strong enough to grab him, hold you him, know how and prevent him from going is. out. 
Stop it. Right? He's an NBA player. He's an NBA player. I, I have, you have certain levels to be an NBA. You can control your body and, and move forward. He's you a know, catch Kelvin and shoot could, type Kelvin of guy. Could, Kelvin could hey, man, Kelvin, this. I know it's about the end of the show, but hop in, yeah, but man. Please, please explain to us. You play with NBA players. You train with NBA players. You know the speed of the NBA players. Please elaborate, and you saw the video. Be honest, guys. Grace is going to owe me a rumble after that. There's no getting around it. They're going to owe me a rumble. It's, exactly. Uh, that is, when, when we in the air, all bets is off. You just know. It's the reason why you play with people that play in LA Fitness and you play with people that's professionals. Professionals know you don't grab nobody out the air like that. And then he used his other hand on the other side of him to finish the job off. It just was, it was, you're going to file me, you can swipe, you can make a play at the ball, but you, you didn't just try to, you try to stop me from scoring. You did it while you was grabbing me out the air. It's totally different. Some plays you got to give up. It's just a cold. Um, but that one, I don't think he would have did it if it was a brother. <laughs> I don't know, I don't oh, know if you're grabbing a brother out the air and not expecting any jabs to come your way. Because you could have ended that man's career with that move. You ain't just following out the air one time. You finished him off with the opposite hand on the other side of his body. And then he, he hit the ball. He hit the ground lifeless. People don't have, you don't have your strength and all that stuff. When you take off like that, it's gone. So... Swipe, make a hard play at the ball. I can respect that, even though I'm gonna be upset about it. But Grayson, what he did right there, as long as he know we fighting, we cool. Because <laughs> because that's a fight right there. Nobody and nobody did anything about it either. I was just that's about. That's what I was gonna say too. If that that's was the, the '90s, it would have been a full team brawl after that. Oh yeah, yeah. no. I, I, I took a moment to look at the Kurt Rambis. Uh, Kevin McHale, Kurt Rambis file, and I look at that. Yeah, this was the 80s. If this was the 80s and 90s, this would definitely been like a fight. And you, you wonder what yeah. I was thinking about in that, that same that. thing. This is the Bulls. Imagine Grayson doing this to like MJ. Oh, nah, MJ grabbing him by the throat. Matter of fact, <laughs> matter of fact, matter of fact, no, that would be Charles's job. Charles would actually do that. Mm mm. Can I ask you a question, um, Kelvin? On that play, did Grayson have an opportunity to wrap him, based upon what you saw and your expertise and speed and strength? Listen, I mean, I don't think you, I don't think you try to wrap nobody right there. Like, like I think, I think Allen did make a point. It's moving so fast, the way the position is, it's really hard to wrap somebody unless you catch them before they before that initial step. And that was, okay. that was a hard reaction in full speed. So at that point, you swipe down hard as you can. Mm -hmm. um, even trying to wrap a man, you probably can hurt him. You know, if you if you had a better, if he had a better angle, if he was there a second faster, I say, yeah, probably. But it was it was so such a bang bang play. Grayson, if he wanted him to not get the shot off, he should have just swiped down hard as he could, maybe even with two hands. But you don't, what he did right there, Man, I don't even. Man, I'm telling you, I feel bad for Caruso. Like I don't know how Grayson made it out to finish him. I don't see how he made it out the stadium. You know, with just not not touched. I just don't see it. <laughs> That's amazing for me. Mm -mm. Oh All man, right. amazing. I agree. I agree. Yeah, if Grayson was a white, you. He would be. I mean, it's, it's it, he's got a lot of tension right now, but 
I think the characterization of the actions would have been characterized much more differently. Uh, right. Criminalized, it looked at a lot more violently. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, I think about certain players um, like, and B's not allowed to make a, a hard foul. If B makes a hard foul every time it's being flagrant. After he um, had an incident with uh, Jared Allen and he spun and I think he hit him with his elbow. Since that point forward, anything a B does is a flagrant. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think, you know, he will be scrutinized a lot harder if he was a black man. And I think with his reputation at Duke, he may have gone undrafted um, and maybe signed as an undrafted free agent and had to make a team uh, because he has a definite history. I wanted to say Kevin Love's situation with that um, Kevin Love and that player from um, OKC. I have it up. When the player went up, I forgot his name. And you could see when he went up and he swung his elbow, right? And look what happened. The whole team, nobody's playing. They're coming after, you know, so forth, right? And they, what's his dot? Dot, his name is? I think that's yep. his name. Say again? Yeah, it's a door. Door. They you saw how the nobody was playing. Everybody was about to fight and so forth. And <laughs> and and they 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 I think they threw him out the game and and they kind of like almost carries assassinate the, the the little rookie, right? You see? And he didn't even hit him, he just swung his elbow. And that was that was incorrect too. You shouldn't have done that. But we can see the difference here and the reaction. Versus the last one, Cruz. So, so I'm interested to see uh, what's going to happen afterwards because I'm seeing this on the feed, and this happened on the 22nd, which was yesterday. Who will get more more play in time? Who will get more, you know, scrutinized and analyzed? So we'll see. And that would depict it won't the whole be him because situation. he didn't even see Kevin Love. To be honest, he was trying to give it away from I don't know who that was that he was trying from to the other guy. Yeah, he I'm didn't right. even he didn't even see Kevin Love at all. That was not right, a but, he, but he, he was, still got he but he still got dot got kicked out the game. That's, they gave him a flagrant too. That's fine. I mean, shoot, he'll be all right with that. I mean, <laughs> I don't think it's warrant a, a suspension or anything like that. I just think sometimes officials just from just from the imagery, that's when that's the reason why they'll kick people out. It's just from right. the optics perspective, not necessarily, oh, they're not gonna think, oh, he he didn't see Kevin Love. I mean, sometimes it will. You just got to be a good type of official to acknowledge that. So, yeah. Yeah, I don't even. I don't even mind that play much because, seriously, like you, you taught. He had two hands on the ball, swinging those elbows. <laughs> you know that's how big men are taught to protect the ball. Period. He did it, of course, not not with the same intention, but it still looked like it still looked basketball. You know, get off me. But that's what the big man is taught from growing up. You grab the rebound, those little guards come to snatch it out your hand, you swing those elbows, get them out your way, get them out your space. He did it more aggressively, of course, and it had it warranted a flagrant. Um, but that play, you know, that play is kind of apples and oranges. But to your point, it was so offensive that the team ran over there. And that's why I'm still trying to figure out who played on Chicago. <laughs> we know, we know, we know they ain't got no dog. That's why they will not win, ladies and gentlemen. Chicago will not they will not make it anywhere because they got nobody that's standing up for their teammates. You got a vital piece on your team. And I think this is third quarter. I, I don't think it was the fourth quarter when that play happened, which makes it even worse. If it was like a 
a play that affected the game, the game on the line, and you kind of you can't go up these two points, then you're like, dang, this bull man ain't playing, you know? Playoff foul. You can't give up no points. Dude, this is a regular season game in the third quarter. Are you out of your mind, yo? Like, <laughs> Grayson, are you out of your mind? Like, if he did that in L.A. Fitness, he'd yeah. get jumped. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. He'd get jumped to L.A. That's Fitness, facts. yo. That's facts. Yeah. Well, I mean, the league is soft. I'll just end by saying that. Like, I'm not surprised everyone just stood there and, and looked around. It's sad, but this is where we are in 2022. Um, but prayers to Caruso. Um, I'm curious to see what the NBA, what they find him or what the, did they say like what the ultimate punishment is going to be? Just like a fine? I haven't heard anything. Okay. I haven't heard anything as of yet. It was on the weekend too, so we'll see it probably Monday. The league office will rule. Yeah, I think your reputation has a lot to do with it too. People say it, they don't. They act like it's everything is an isolated event, but I think your reputation playing part of how they probably going to do the suspension. I think it's warranted of a suspension. To be honest, I agree. Personally. I agree, but according to Allen, nah, he should just get a little fine. I- Allen didn't say Allen didn't say anything, so you ain't putting the words in my mouth. I mean, I don't care what the said Allen the one said nah that he jumped in the air, touched his hand, it was giving him a high five. It was okay. He don't say I mean, anything. Allen saying, was saying it was old school. It was old school. Right. Really, yeah, oh, don't like, take up for Allen. Play nah, back this was. video. Allen was he saying was. that what he did was he was did was not egregious. It was it was a little baby. Nah, nah uh, uh uh. Dion say old school. Allen didn't say old school. Yes, I did. Said what school. are you talking about? I'm the one no. who said old school. Yes, <laughs> I said literally. He if it was did. the 80s and the 90s, I'm I said, gonna see Yo, now. That's what you're trying to tell me about old age. For, and then now, that's literally what it was. Yeah, but, but but Phil is right. You did say that you didn't think it was egregious, so he was right about that part. I mean, I ain't disagreeing with that part. I mean, <laughs> you were I mean, wrong. That's I mean, all look, I want to hear. You were wrong. I mean, at the end of the day, who's really going to remember Grayson Allen? That's probably why I don't <laughs> look at it like that. <laughs> That's going to make it worse, too, right? Like, you and nobody doing this, man. Like, like I don't know. It's, it's just weird, man. That's some, that's some privilege for you, for real. Grayson Allen. <laughs> Seriously. That's some privilege, Paul. That dude should not be in the NBA. He should not be in the NBA. But, and then, okay. I, then I heard he smiled after he left, which was like, like what? I seen another. Yeah, they said when he was like walking out. Like he had a grin. Like oh, I, I don't no. know somebody, you know, it might have been out of context, but, but the fact you shouldn't have grinned at all mm-hmm. before you left that stadium after you committed that type of foul. I don't care what nobody said to you. But they you know, it was a picture that was out next to him when he was leaving out, like he grinned like under a towel. So wow. And yeah. Bruce said he didn't come check on him after the fight. He didn't ask he's okay or nothing. He just walked away. He just walked wow. away like they beefing, yo. Oh, man. Like, oh. No, that's very disrespectful. That's very disrespectful. That's, I, that's where they fight. I know <laughs> if this happened to Joker, Grayson Allen would have been dead last night once his brother <laughs> got him. He would have been dead last night. Okay? Ooh. That was a football, that was a legal, a legal football play without equipment. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like that's a penalty in football. And at least they got equipment to break your fall and everything like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, but what he doing on the basketball court in mid-air, yeah. man, he should get man. He got what's coming for him for that. He need to repent. 
the brother need to repent. <laughs> well, the eye for eye, two for a tooth is coming for him. Repent. It's coming for him. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, on that note, until next time. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of A Lady and Some Dudes. Please remember to follow us, like, share. We are on Facebook and Instagram. Our Facebook handle is at a lady and that is the and sign, some dudes. Our handle on Instagram is a lady and some dudes. Everything is spelled out. So that's a lady, A and D, some dudes. Until next time. <laughs>